Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everyone. I am so excited to have you here and excited to have a moment to sit down and record a new episode. If you follow me on Instagram, you know life at the farm has been just a little bit crazy the last month and a half or so. We have Fern, which is one of our rescue goats. She went into early labor with her babies And it just was a domino effect of all kinds of issues with her and then some issues with more of our rescue animals that we brought in. So it's been a wild month and a half over here at the farm. And it always reminds me when things like this happen, the importance of thinking long term in your business and planning for times like this. My business still sustains itself with the reoccurring income and the long-term planning that I have done in my business, where when something like this comes up, it doesn't negatively impact me. It doesn't negatively impact the business. I do not have to show up and do consistent daily tactics to make money. And this is where I see a lot of, especially spiritual entrepreneurs, get stuck on this hamster wheel And I always say it's one bad launch away from disaster, one bad month away from not being able to pay their bills. And it's because they're not planning long term. So when things in life happen that take them away from the business, the wheels start to fall off. And this is actually one of the things I love helping with the most in my six month mastermind iconic is helping people build the long-term vision, and a sustainable and scalable business that doesn't consistently require them to be in their business. They get to have a life too. I know it's a revolutionary concept in the online business space these days because I think for so long, people were so caught up in how can I make money fast and how can I keep up with these ever-increasing milestones that my peers are having that people were not thinking long-term, and it's really catching up with people, especially those I work with one-on-one. They've built the seven-figure-plus business, sometimes even the seven-figure-a-month business, and they've realized that things got away from them, and they're not happy, they're not flourishing, they're not thriving in their life, and they come to me looking for that off-ramp. So it's times like these where I'm really grateful for the me years ago where no one actually put it that way with me. I didn't have a mentor or a coach that ever said, figure out your long-term vision and plan backwards for it and build your business to support the long-term vision. And while I've had coaches every step of the way for different capacities, I hire people for very specific things rather than jack of all trades. I wish someone would have said it that way. And in the same vein, I'm so grateful for the clarity going through this experience myself has provided me so that I can say those words to maybe you. Maybe you are someone that needs to hear that today and it hits a chord within you that opens up a new perspective in business. Because I think for entrepreneurs, we have that creative spirit and the double-edged sword with that creative spirit is sometimes that creative spirit allows us to get caught up in the hamster wheels and build businesses within businesses because we're so creative and we have so much creative flow moving through us that we get distracted easily. So if building a sustainable and scalable business is something you desire, you can hop in iconic. Today on the podcast, we are actually speaking about money, everyone's favorite topic. Now, we're going to start this probably in a way that you wouldn't expect in talking about money. Now, first of all, I want to say something. Human design is a spiritual awakening tool. 
Ra'uruhu created BG5 for learning how to leverage human design to increase profit potential and to leverage your strengths in business. And I'm really grateful and honored to be certified in BG5, not just as a BG5 business consultant, but also as a BG5 business cycles consultant. So he created that language and that perspective for business. And where a lot of people are going wrong is they're trying to use human design to make money or human design to apply it to business. And this is where we're seeing a lot of murky waters around people saying projectors are not here to work. And then I see a lot in the online space of projectors saying, well, it's easy for her because she's a manifester or it's easy for her because she's a generator. And it's because of the fucking conditioning that's been telling you, projector, if you're a projector listening to this, that you're not here to work. First, it was taken out of context of the original lecture Ra Ruhu had said or had spoken in. And two, it has nothing to do with business. You guys are the guides and you have a specific role in terms of business. And I just use that as an example where we're seeing this confusion in the online space and almost now this backlash against human design saying that, you know, it's not applicable or it doesn't apply to me or whatever the case may be, because we're getting so many people that are running amok with their own take on it and trying to apply it to business, not understanding that Ra already took care of that. And he applied it to business in BG5. And that's what I love helping my clients with. Next, I want to read you a quote. And this is from a training Ra did in regards to money. Now, I'm also a student at the BG5 Institute in regards to profit potential, which is Ra's perspective on money through the body graph. And in one of his lectures, he says this, this isn't about looking at success out there within the context of what the homogenized world is interested in, which in the American cliche of keeping up with the Joneses simply is being able to survive in the milieu without losing face, whatever that means. No, that's not what this is about. It's about something that's actually very profound. It goes back to my basic teaching and the basic teaching of human design. That is strategy and authority. What it means to actually operate in life when you can function out of what is your own authority. And it is this authority that you can trust. And I think it's really important to read that first to frame the context of this podcast episode. I love talking about money. I believe good people do amazing things with more money. I, back in the day, was donating a dollar, two dollars out of paychecks. My way of contributing to saving animals was sharing posts on Facebook and spreading the word or volunteering. And while those are all amazing things, I'm able to do so much more with the wealth I've generated through my business and now the property I've been able to purchase from making more money. In fact, some of the vet bills that we've had in just the last month are more than I made in a month in corporate. So it's very true that good people do good things with more money. And I think people are getting distracted right now, like I said at the beginning of the episode, and starting to try, as Ross said, to keep up with the Joneses rather than build a business model and a business that's not only profitable, but fulfilling and creates actual freedom. And for me, this comes back to strategy and authority. So this might be a little bit of an unconventional money talk, and we will get into more details later. However, I think this is critical because I think we're at a tipping point right now and people are really starting to realize that they built a business that sure is profitable. However, it's not personally fulfilling. And to me, if you are missing one of those, you are out of balance in your business and things are going to crumble. Your business has to be profitable or it's not a business. And you're eventually going to burn out if your business is not profitable. <laughs> you're not here as a hobby and you're not here just sharing information online. It's a business to make money. So it has to be profitable and it has to be profitable for you to do good things in this world. It has to be profitable for you to grow and help more people. Because as I tell my clients, your business is hungry and it eats money. The bigger it grows, the more money it requires to continue growing. And two, if it's not personally fulfilling, 
you build a hamster wheel and things tend to get away from you as you're being driven by the not self mind and the not self mind objectives and pressure it's placing on you. And eventually you wake up and you realize that you traded the rat race at corporate for a gilded cage and someone clipped your wings and you're more miserable or equally as miserable as you were at corporate. So it's my goal to not just help people make money, but to stay in business long term and build a brand that stands the test of time. And this is what a lot of people aren't thinking about. So this comes back to ultimately strategy and authority. When we look at the theme of the secret to success on the material plane, first of all, we have to look at there are four secrets and they're not really secret secrets. Four secrets and each one of those secrets is a type. And that's something that we have to understand first. So we have this mechanism that is these vehicles that we are in. And truly, the form, our design, guys, I hate to break it to you, but it doesn't give a shit about making more money. (laughs) I know that flies in the face of everything you're being taught in the spiritual world right now. However, your form does not care about making more money. So we have these four very different kinds of vehicles. We have the manifester, the generator, which includes the manifesting generator. The manifesting generator is not its own type, the projector and the reflector. And those are our vehicles in this life. And One of the most important things and the most important work that we will do in living our design is living our type, being in alignment with our aura. Are you waiting to respond? Are you waiting for the invitation? Are you allowing yourself to be inspired and then informing? And are you waiting for that emotional event as a reflector that starts your process? And in coming into alignment with our type, one of the main things I want you to grasp today is to understand the significance of your signature as it relates to your success on the material plane. And this is, again, it's often overlooked because it's not fancy. (laughs) It's not talking about specific versus non-specific manifestation, which is not even a real human design thing. It's not fancy. And a lot of people overlook the foundational pieces to almost, you know, I'm going to backtrack a bit. And I think, honestly, we tend to overlook the foundational pieces because the ego thinks we're above it or we know that already. However, as Tony Robbins would say, if you knew that already, you'd be doing it already. And what we're doing is very often putting keeping up with the Joneses or scaling above our signature and putting it as, okay, well, one day when I hit $100,000 a month, then I can worry about satisfaction. Or one day when I hit $100,000 a month, then I can worry about peace. But because I don't have money right now, I'm not going to feel peace or satisfaction or surprise or success. And it's that very cart before the horse that is biting you in the ass and causing the downfall of your business long term, even if you gain that success that you said you desired. One of the most incredible things about the human mind and psychology talks about it with the hedonic principle is we adapt very quickly. So while it might seem reasonable to our ego, to our mind that, well, I'm not feeling success right now as a projector because no one's signing up for my programs or I haven't hit that $50,000 a month and everyone else in my mastermind is hitting that. What ends up happening is even if it was true, once you hit that milestone, then you would feel success. The problem is we adapt very quickly. And another hamster wheel people tend to get on is it's, well, I'll feel success or peace or satisfaction or surprise when I hit 10K months. That 10K months quickly becomes shit. That actually isn't a lot of money in today's day and age. I'll feel peace, surprise, success and satisfaction when I hit 20K months. And that goalpost continues to move. And the problem becomes is you start trading your signature, satisfaction for generators and manifesting generators, peace for manifestors, surprise for reflectors, and success for projectors. You trade that for immediate success. And while I do teach cash campaigns and I believe in having immediate success, I believe in making money now, you are running a business, We do not in my business do it from a place of trading your signature. You can have both and. 
We ask ourselves better questions in my world. We challenge ourselves with higher levels of leadership and we think like CEOs, which allow us to have both and. However, a lot of people are glossing over that signature thinking one day when I have this, then I can worry about that. Or one day when I have the $100,000 months, then I'll naturally feel happiness, peace, satisfaction, surprise and success as a natural byproduct of the monetary success. But the problem is that's not what science tells us. I'm also certified in positive psychology. Believe it or not, I know this might be hard to believe, my degree's in psychology and I specialized in risk versus resilience. It was a special interest of mine based on my own upbringing and childhood when I entered my master's of social work. So it was something that I was very interested in, why some people are more resilient naturally than others. And that's bled over into business and looking at human design as well and positive psychology of things like happiness and what we are conditioned to believe will bring happiness versus what actually brings happiness. And what we are conditioned to believe, if we look at it from the human design perspective, what we are conditioned to believe will bring peace, satisfaction, surprise, and success versus what actually brings peace, satisfaction, surprise, and success. Now, the thing is, of course, as you're following strategy and authority and allowing your signature to be a signpost for you, everything's going to start falling into place. You're going to be in the right places, the right environment, that allows you to see the right people that you're working with. You're going to have more of that staying power because you're not meeting as much resistance. And you're able to develop that grit and resiliency because you're finally operating correctly for your type and for your design. And again, it's very backwards to what we often see. And I think part of the issue is that programs that say 100K in 30 days, as an example, sell a lot fucking easier than build a sustainable business in 30 days. (laughs) Because at the end of the 30 days, you just have maybe a sustainable business model, right? And I was talking to someone in the comments on Instagram once about this, who said, who took a post I made completely out of context and was saying that I was claiming in one of my courses that you would make a certain amount in 30 days. And I said, no, it's not the case, but you sure as shit can create a business model within this course timeframe or within one of my consulting offer timeframes, because I do offer one-off consulting appointments with myself, you can certainly have an effective business model in that time. But I'm never going to have the marketing angle of 100K in 30 days. The problem is though, it fucking sells. It sells very easily. And so what I think we also as buyers must do is use that discernment and really come back to self, follow strategy and authority and look at what are my values in business? What do I value most, not just now, but long-term? Does that coach that I'm hiring have the same values as me? And finally, what's the long-term vision that I'm working backwards from? And when we start to look at those pieces, we can follow strategy and authority from a place that's not reactive and we can use more discernment of what is my distraction through the openness that's pulling me off track right now and what is true strategy and authority. So the first thing that we're going to talk about and the main thing I want you to grasp today, I know it's not super fancy, but we're going to talk about your signature and how that relates to your success on the material plane and your material potential. Now, this isn't my take as well. It's certainly my way of delivering the information. However, this is Ra Ruhu's teachings. Now, when we're looking at the manifester, as I said, your signature is peace. And when we're looking at the manifester aura in terms of success in the material plane, all a manifester aura wants to achieve on the material plane is peace. I know, it's not super fancy. (laughs) However, like I said, your form, your design doesn't give a shit about being a millionaire. Your form, your design didn't necessarily come here to be a millionaire. Now, we can leverage your design to make a million dollars. However, that's very different than the truth of what the Manifestor Aura, for example, came here for. And what your Manifestor Aura wants to achieve on the material plane, which is your business, is peace. The Manifestor Aura, and if you are a Manifestor, this applies to you is about being able to do what you love to do and be at peace with it. Be at peace with the whole process of it. 
It isn't about how much money that it's actually going to bring in. And yes, like I said, I help my clients make millions of dollars. I've worked with many millionaire plus manifestors. This is what I bring everyone back to who is a manifester. When they come to me, very often people find me when they're frustrated, angry, bitter, disappointed with their business and the business model, the hamster wheel they've built. What I come back to is how and what does it look like for you to be at peace with your business and at peace with the whole process? If we take money out of the equation, if we don't look at the money side of things, what does it mean for you to be at peace with it and at peace with the whole process? And then from there, when we actually get that true answer distinguished from and differentiated from the pressure of the not self, then we have somewhere we can start with that's in alignment for that manifester. However, if things like the undefined ego of trying to prove themselves with their peers that are in the mastermind with them, for example, as long as we have that pressure or the pressure to find a fixed pattern or the pressure to find a fixed direction, as long as we have all these pressures from the not self mind that are creating these decisions for the manifester, we can't build an aligned business on top of that. We're going to have a shoddy foundation and shit's going to crumble eventually. So the first thing I look at with angry or dissatisfied manifestors is, okay, let's look at, it's about loving what you do and being at peace with it. How do we know and what does it look like for you to be at peace? And what does it look like for you to be at peace with the whole process? And the questions are framed a little bit differently based on someone's unique design because everyone's going to have a little bit of a unique lens that I'm seeing them through and that they are meant to operate from. However, that's the very foundation and core piece of the manifester. You know, there's manifestors who are successful, very successful, but they've been successful in the homogenized sense. And what that is, is this embodiment of gung-ho, go, 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 get out there, strive, make it happen, make more, keep up with the Joneses, keep hitting these more and higher and bigger milestones. And again, what I'm seeing is a lot of burned out manifestors that built businesses, even though they hit seven figures plus, that they absolutely hate. What I'm seeing is a lot of manifestor splenic authorities in the hospital because they haven't been finding and being true to what is healthy for them in terms of a business model, what brings them peace in the whole process. So there's only one reward when we're looking at the manifestor in the material plane, and that's peace. Doesn't mean, right, there's the not self-mind that's going to say this or that. So the not self-mind is going to say, well, now Ashley's saying that because it's all about peace, I can't have money. And that's not what it's about. It's the business is built off of what brings you peace. How can you be at peace with the whole process rather than this gung-ho competitive one-upmanship that is happening and has been happening in the online space. However, I really feel like I said, we're hitting a tipping point with that. But manifestors, peace, that's what you're after. And Obviously, it means that in achieving that peace, you found the material balance that is correct for you. So as soon as the manifestor starts getting angry in their business again and starts meeting that resistance, there's many things we can look at. And one of those things that we can look at, and it was a conversation, I'm not a manifestor, however, a conversation I had with myself, what is the drive behind that next milestone? What is the drive behind that next level of growth? What are my priorities? What are my values? And what the fuck am I even working towards? And that's often a conversation I have with my manifestors when we're looking at, again, if they reach this place of stuckness, if they've created the business and the whole process that brings them peace, and now this undertone of anger is starting to fester and come back in. Because we, and you can keep pushing past it. A lot of people don't care. I don't care if I'm out of alignment. I just want to make more. Perfect. There's a lot of people that can operate like that in this world. But if that's not you, sometimes the question actually becomes, where are you pushing for a material success that isn't even in alignment with your values and what you desire to achieve and what your long-term vision looks like? For me, for example... And again, I'm not a manifester, but I think it's really important to bring this home right now, right here for everyone that's listening is I, when I started in business, I saw 
these mentors that were traveling the world. I idolized Tony Robbins on stages with thousands of people. When I grew up, I actually wanted to be an actress. So that was something that I just thought, oh my goodness, that's what I want to do. I want to travel the world. I want to be on stages. I want the fancy jet setting vacations and the first class flights and I want it all. And I got distracted for a period of time in my business. And I realized what I actually desired was what I have right now and what came to fruition earlier this year with the farm, the sanctuary, the horses at home. And it was really a home coming back to my true inner vision, my true vision of what was in my heart and allowing my material success to support what was actually in my heart. And I don't desire at the end of the day to be traveling the world and on stages and jet setting and first class flights and sharing pictures of champagne and fucking helium balloon bubbles of new milestones I hit. I really don't give a fuck, to be quite honest. My true passion and what brings me satisfaction is being on the farm and rescuing animals. And I truly believe, and Ra Raku and Richard Rudd talk about this all the time, when you are in alignment with your destiny, the material plane matches you to the level of that destiny. There's millions that are required to help animals in this world. And I have no doubt that the million dollar business I've built is going to be multiple millions to eight figures even. However, it's not going to be from building a business I think I should need have to to hit a certain milestone in a certain amount of time. And I think that's putting a lot of fucking pressure on people. My business is growing at an incredible rate and a rate I actually scaled back to be quite honest because to go higher faster, it needed more from me. And that wasn't a trade-off I was willing to make. I wasn't willing to make a trade-off of less time with the horses, less time in the sanctuary I'm building, less time with my family to be more present in the business. And that was a trade-off I'm very proud of. So why I'm sharing that is sometimes we really get off track of what our core values are and the vision we're working towards is. And that's really what I believe Ross saying here when he says, It means in achieving that peace, you have found whatever that material balance needs to be and what is correct for you. Because I find it's often the mind that's pushing us and more money isn't bad. I'm never going to be an advocate for that. And please don't think that it's this or that because it's not. It's when you stay in alignment and use that signature signpost of peace, you're always going to be in the right place. These are the nodes, (laughs) the right place and see the right people which allow you to have the material balance and material success that is meant for you. The generator is next, and that is satisfaction. I feel like I need a break out in that song, but I'm not going to do it. Oh my goodness, makes me think of Britney Spears with I Can't Get No Satisfaction. All right, we're going to carry on. Now, I am a generator. Right now, the primary balance of my one-on-one are manifestors. However, I am a generator, so I can actually speak about this from my personal experience. Now, the majority of humans on the planet are generators. We are about two-thirds of the planet. And Ra Ruhu said, they are the life force of the planet. What is a generator's signature? It isn't a signature that says that I have to conquer the world. It's a signature that says, all I want to do is be satisfied. I want to feel that the energy that I put out, that I get rewarded in a way that's satisfying, that what I do in this life with my great energy resource is satisfying. It isn't about whether it's this much or that much. It isn't about your mind tormenting you about what it thinks you need, you deserve, or you should have. Now, I love this quote. It's one of my favorite quotes from Ra Uruhu. And I really believe it's not just the manifester, but everyone, there is this tormenting and suffering that we create within ourselves in this comparison game and this one-upmanship and this keeping up with the Joneses about what we think we need, deserve, or should have. I actually also have a conversation often with my clients in regards to that I deserve. And I really believe there is this air in the online space where it's because I've put this program out or because I've shown up on Instagram saying that I'm a coach, I deserve clients or I deserve to make so much or, you know, I came here with this big mission, so I deserve this or I should have this or I need this. And that's all the ego talking. 
And we truly, at the end of the day, the mind has no idea what is best for us. The mind has no idea what our life path is or what our destiny is. And I think one of the most profound things we can do in business is both plan for the long term and work backwards from it and hold things lightly. Don't claw and dig and hold on to things for dear life to the point where if you're responding to something different, you're not agile and being able to move with the material plane. Ra Uruhu also says the material plane is mutative. And if you don't adapt, you die. And this is important. This is something I talk to my clients about all the time. When we get comfortable in our business is when things tend to very sneakily go downhill. The material plane is always adapting. And so we build this long-term vision. We look at the long-term vision. We work backwards from it. And we also hold it with a lightness because at the end of the day, we're following our signature and you can make decisions in business that feel very right. And maybe they were correct at the time. And then you start working with those clients that you thought were your niche, thought were your niche or your ideal client, or you build the business model that you thought would light you up and it doesn't. So you must also be agile in your business model and as a CEO to really come back to that signature. And for generators, it's satisfaction. Are you satisfied with how you are using your energy in your business and how you run your programs with your clients? Ultimately, are you satisfied? And I'm going to share another what I feel important Rot Ruhu quote. And he says, my passenger has to ride in this vehicle and watch it. I don't want to watch the con game that thrives in the material plane in the not self world. I want to watch something aesthetic, something that gives me peace. And so when we're looking at the generators where a lot of generators are running their business from and their life from is a deep, deep, not self frustration, frustration that they're not further along, frustration that someone's making more than them, frustration that they can't figure this or that out just this deep-seated frustration and how this not-self frustration drives their not-self mind to look at everything as such a burden, such a weight to carry, such an ordeal to go through, and it really weighs on their business. And it becomes this dark cloud over the business that eventually starts to take over the spirit, the soul of the business itself and destroys it from within because there is this deep-seated frustration and it's the deep-seated frustration that drives the not-self mind. And, you know, Ross said that generators are God's gift. He said there's nothing like generators because response is the most magical thing that has ever been described. Here's the thing, generators, manifesting generators. When you follow your response, it is a guarantee from the program it is a guarantee from your evolutionary process it is a guarantee from your genetic imprint that what you need will be there and if someone had told me this five years ago i would have laughed in their face however i can tell you guys when you follow strategy and authority and it sounds you know it's easy but it's not simple it's easy but it's not simple because a lot of generators are actually following their mind rather than their sacral. And a lot of generators are stuck, hear me on this, pay attention, in this yes, no, I want to do this or I do not want to do this. And that is not your sacral response. And I see this all the time. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't like doing that. That's not your sacral. Your sacral is a yes, I have the energy for this. And it's not even necessarily a no, One of the nuances I like to bring to my clients is it's not necessarily a no. It's you just don't have the energy. It's just not available and it's just not available right now. However, what I'm seeing is a lot of generators use this as self-sabotage patterns and to support self-sabotage patterns. So, for example, live video, I believe, is the best way to grow a business. Hands down, I will die on that hill. Live video is the fastest way to build authority and intimacy within your business. And so what I'll see generators do is they'll say, no, that's not in alignment. No, I don't want to do that. Yet when we pull back the layers, it's the not self mind. 
afraid, for example, through the undefined solar plexus to trigger people or to say something that might upset people or fear through the undefined Ajna that they have to be certain about everything before they go live or fear through the undefined ego that they have to prove themselves on those live videos. And so they're being driven by fear. It's not actually not in alignment. So this is something I see so much with generators is they're actually being driven by that not self mind and calling it alignment. So I believe that the work for every generator is really that discernment between what actually is in alignment and what is the not self pressure showing up likely from fear. And how can you come into deeper connection with your body? And when we're looking at the generators as well, it's not about how much you have. It's whether you're satisfied and the having, the achieving, the wealth is an extension of you being satisfied because being satisfied is everything if you're a generator, everything. And you can feel that in your body. When I have generator clients come to me and say they're up at night, they can't sleep, they have aches and pains in their bodies, even generators I've had start with me as clients and they say, I just feel like I'm aging, like my hair's going gray, I feel like shit constantly. And it really is one of those signposts that the generator is operating out of alignment with their aura and they're meeting more resistance. Think about anything in life. More resistance means more wear and tear. So when we're operating in alignment, we don't get quite the same wear and tear. And Raru, who had said that the generators and manifesting generators age backwards when they're in alignment. And I 100% agree with that. I look back at videos of me when I first started out and I was still in corporate and I can't even believe it's me. I don't look healthy and it's because I wasn't sure I was eating healthy and I was taking care of myself and I was working out and all those things. However, on an energetic alignment level, I was not in alignment at all. I was still in corporate. I was depressed. I had anxiety and I was trying to sell health and fitness through my defined spleen, which of course it wasn't working because we sell it through our openness. So there was a whole, it was a hot mess on why I was out of alignment back then. However, I look back on those videos and it's just incredible to see that, you know, sure, I have more gray hair for sure. and A few more wrinkles. I always joke that it's Julia's fault with her mega esophagus and IBD. And at the end of the day, though, I look better and look healthier than I did back then. So at the end of the day, you can feel this in your body. You can know what it feels like to use your energy for something that feels good for you and feels good for you to build and create. We are builders after all in business. However, the vast majority of generators and the vast majority of human beings as it is, let's be honest, live their lives ruled by others, live their lives ruled by the weather, the transits is what I mean by the weather. That's what we call it in VG5. Have their lives ruled by the pressure of the not self mind. So they never get to do what's correct for them. And then they wonder why business is harder than it needs to be or why they want to burn their business down. I've had a lot of generators and manifesting generators send me messages to work with me and they say, I'm standing over my business with a match. I need someone to help me get off this hamster wheel. And that's what I'm so passionate about helping people do. Now, (laughs) the ego mind, of course, has a lot of resistance to it. However, we come back to what brings satisfaction in building your business. And the last thing I want to say about the generators and manifesting generators is you can afford to wait for what is correct. And in fact, a business without any problems or a business without any doubt or a business without any issues isn't a business that's growing. Expect it to happen. Expect yourself to evolve. Expect yourself to change and mutate as you go, especially if you're in the first, I'd say, five years of your business. It's going to evolve and it's going to change very fast. However, the world has told us you can't afford to wait for what's right for you. Just go out and make it happen. And the issue that I'm seeing with that is a lot of generators and manifesting generators doing things that just bring them frustration and burn them out because there was never the energy in the first place to get into that commitment, get into that business model, get into that direction, whatever the case may be, based on your unique energetics. I'm going to say that again. When you get into something incorrectly, you never had the energy for it in the first place. So of course you're going to burn out. Now, let's move on to projectors. The core of your success on the material plane is success. We all have these signatures, like I said. The projectors are the ones who are here to know success. That is your theme. 
It's not peace. It's not satisfaction. And when we're looking at success for the projector, because I get a lot of people that say, how do you feel success? What is success? And first of all, I really like having my clients go on that journey themselves to find what allows them to feel success in their business because I'm not your authority and every projector is going to sense that and feel that differently based on their unique energetics and just the fact that you're a human being. However, the projector's success is rooted in your ability to work with others. The projector's success is rooted in your ability to guide others using your mastery. Now, as Ra Ruhu said, if you do not have that success, all that there is is bitterness. And I also see this with projectors who feel that they should, notice that word, should be further along in their business or should have had more people sign up for their program or should be making a certain amount of money. They begin to have this underlying tone and flavor of bitterness in their business. And one of the things I find is so important with projectors is bringing them back to, first and foremost, what brings you success? And how do you desire to use your mastery in guiding others? And there is discernment within that. There is discernment between what the mind thinks you should need or have to do to be successful versus what your vehicle, what your aura is here to experience as success guiding the other in. And you might need to rewind that a couple of times, projectors, and listen to that again. However, that is a massive distinction. And I see this very often with projectors where they feel to be successful, which is very different than your signature of success, they have to be a business coach, for example, or talk about money, when really what they wanna do is help people find happiness in their life or help people with something that isn't as maybe flashy as make $100,000 months, yet they're selling the $100,000 months, they're selling the business coaching because they believe that is what they need to do to be successful. And what I end up with is projectors in my mastermind or one-on-one who are very bitter about their business And where that pressure from the not self comes in is they continue to make not self decisions to try and get out of the bitterness and to try and get out of the not self pressure, which just adds more layers to it, especially if it's a projector with an undefined throat and they're saying things to get attention or saying things to be the star or go viral versus what they really want to be seen and recognized for. So one of the biggest things I bring my projector clients back to is what do you actually want to be recognized and seen for? Not what the mind thinks you need to, have to, should. What do you truly desire to be the go-to expert in? What do you truly desire to guide others in? And sometimes there is a deconditioning process to get rid of the layers of should, need, have to, the layers of comparison with everyone else in the online space to really come back to what is it for you? What is it that your design is here to live out and what are you here to experience within that design? When we can come back to that, we can then begin building a business that allows the projector to be seen and recognized for the mastery they desire to guide others in and build a business that allows them to experience the signpost of success and therefore as a natural byproduct of that, be successful on the material plane. I love working with the projectors I honestly think the biggest distraction for the projectors right now is trying to speak to a broad audience rather than niching down. My biggest suggestion for everyone, especially projectors, speak to the smallest viable audience. I want you to write that down even if you are not a projector. Speak to the smallest viable audience. Projectors are going way too broad and I find it's often out of fear of what that means to have a small niche and thinking that they're actually restricting themselves, even though all of my clients who really niche down to the smallest viable audience blow the fuck up in their industry because they're saying something no one else is willing to say in the industry, which allows them to naturally stand out. So number one, 
projectors. You're not here to be the jack of all trades. The more you try to be, you're going to blend into the crowd and you're going to create bitterness in your business. What is your mastery and how do you desire to guide others with it? And another way you can ask yourself that is what do you desire to be seen and recognized for? Not what you think you need to have to should do to be successful. Now, moving on to our reflector friends. The reflectors are a different breed, a different animal. You are lunar beings. Everyone else are solar. Ross said it is a wonderful thing to be surprised when the possibilities for something come out of nowhere. That is still there because remember, they are the ones who see who is different. What can be different? And in a homogenized world, that is so sad. It really is. There's so little to see. This is one of the biggest things I find with reflectors. You are here to see what is different, what can be different, and who is ready to step out of the program. Now, one of the things I teach with profit potential and leveraging your human design to make more money is if you are caught in the homogenization, if you are caught in the not self program, if you are caught in the not self of your openness, of your open centers, you create static, which essentially repels those that you're meant to work with. So what I notice very often with the reflector is they're operating so homogenized that they're not actually able to see and leverage who what they see is different and help who they see is different and lead us into a new way of doing things, a new paradigm, if you will, if you're spiritual. So the reflector, first and foremost, must disconnect from the homogenized world and really come back to how can you build a business based off of surprise and what makes you feel surprise in your business? Number one thing for reflectors, when I have reflector clients come to me, is we look at your unique gifts and again, very similar to the projector, bring off, take off, shed the veils, the shoulds, the needs, and the have tos, and come back to what makes you wildly unique, the unique medicine you bring to the world, the reflector aura, the sampling aura that allows you to see who is different and what can be different. And there's this interesting energy with the reflector because there is this fear of being invisible, yet in trying to not be invisible, they are often operating from the homogenized world and not self-pressure, therefore, creating, manifesting, being invisible, their greatest fear. So coming back to what makes you so unique, the unique medicine that you bring to the world. And when we come back to that and what makes surprise a daily part of your life, we can then build a business model based on that. And an example I have to really bring this home is one of my reflector one-on-one -on -one clients was really finding this conditioning homogenization in terms of her business model. So she was operating based on this idea that she had to be launching monthly. Now, that can be something very dangerous for someone that has a 30-day, roughly 28 to 30-day decision-making cycle. It can be very dangerous to get in that loop, that daily tactic, short-term thinking loop. So when she started working with me, the first thing we looked at is what would allow you to feel surprised in your business? And she said, honestly, the biggest thing which would allow me to feel surprised in my business would be getting off the hamster wheel and creating reoccurring income where I know how much is coming in monthly, plus all the additional that comes in unexpected as it'll be a surprise and it'll be fun and it'll be expansive. And on top of that, what will allow me to feel surprised in my business is building a business model that I can take the one to two month cycles to make big decisions without feeling the pressure to launch. And I hope this example really drives home what surprise can look like in business. Now, where a lot of those reflectors are operating again, is from a place of homogenization. They're seeing other people launch monthly. They're seeing other people constantly bringing new things forward and they're burned out, they're exhausted and they can't actually live out their strategy and authority because they can't wait 28 to 30 days plus because big decisions will be longer than that to make a decision because they are one bad launch away or one bad month away from disaster. So I find a lot of reflectors that find me, it's coming back to what truly makes you stand out in such a profound way that you get to see who is different 
and what is different and move us into a new direction. Let's differentiate you even more than you have been. And then two, what will make you feel surprised in your business? And again, there is this this deep homogenization of the reflectors of everyone. However, it's even more important for the reflectors to not be in the hamster wheel, not be stuck on the daily tactics and build something that that allows space. This is something I would also say is so important for the triple splits or quad splits, something that gives you space for decisions so that you're not forced into this hamster wheel of daily tactics, short-term decisions to keep things moving. All right, guys, so those are the four types. There's only four types. Those are what we're going to cover today, of course. And I'm going to leave you with another quote from Ra. He says, think about the way in which you operate in this life. And you have to understand that until this becomes a universal principle for you, you're never going to be able to reorientate yourself to a material direction that is correct for you. He's talking about strategy and authority here. What he means is that until you are truly living strategy and authority and using your signature as a barometer of how your business is aligned to your design, you're really never going to be able to meet that flow that comes on the material plane when you are operating correctly. He goes on to say, I remember somebody asking me about in some class I'd done Bill Gates chart. They asked me what would happen if he knew his design and I said he never would have been a billionaire because that wouldn't have been the point. It didn't mean he was going to be a bum or whatever the case may be. It's not the point. The moment that you are aware is the moment that you understand something. It's not up to you. It's like being a musician and trying to find your way into the flow of the music with the others. There is this beauty that is possible for us when your mind stops getting in the way and tries to tell you what you are supposed to be doing because it doesn't know. And not only does it not know, but it's taking advantage of all your weaknesses and trying to make its argument. But when you come down to it, the material plane for you is only going to function correctly when you function correctly. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I have two workshops that are going to be going down in May. May 5th is the first one. It is You Are the Brand, Nail Your Brand Story. This is $199 US. It's going to be a four hour high intensive workshop. What we are doing in the workshop is creating your brand story through leveraging BG5, which is human design, and a couple aspects of Gene Keys. On top of that, I'm going to help you create your brand story in a way it speaks directly to who you are meant to serve and see. This is something from high level BG5. So we're going to be using words and keynotes in your copy and in your brand story that's meant to resonate with the right people. And finally, in this workshop, before you leave, I'm going to give you the tools and the knowledge to notice where you're being distracted through your openness so that you can be aware and make more conscious decisions based on strategy and authority versus the distractions in your openness. It's going to be an incredible workshop. I'd be so honored to serve you there. It's going to be four hours, May 5th. Later in May, I'm also going to have You're the Brand Making Money on Demand, and we are going to dive deeper into copywriting and selling through your openness. How can we leverage the wisdom in your openness to make more money being yourself? So we have those two workshops coming up. You can register now for You Are the Brand, Nail Your Brand Story. I don't know if I said voice previously. That was an old workshop I did in April. (laughs) May is Nail Your Brand Story. And the Making Money on Demand, that sales page is not up yet. So I recommend giving me a follow over on Instagram. I am Ashley Brianna Eve because everything kind of drops there first. It's my home base on social media. And I would love to have you in the community over there. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you gave it a share with someone that you know can learn and take something away from it. And if you share over on Instagram, please give me a tag. I am Ashley Brianna Eve so I can say hi and thank you for sharing the podcast. Until next time, don't forget to love yourself. Bye, guys.